Hello and welcome to Night Jazz Geeking Out. This is episode 41, and this week we have the usual suspects. Uh, not everyone. Uh, one one person is missing, and it's not the person that you would think it is. <laughs> so we can play a game of uh, guess who's guess who? missing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just counting everyone down. So first of all, we've got Tunde. How's it going, man? I'm good here. Just as a clue, the person who is missing is running away because I'm very angry at him. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I could guess why. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out sooner or later. Um, and the next guy that's present uh, is who you least expected, and that is Red. How are you doing, Red? I hope you're staying um, with us for the whole show this time. I am, I am, I am. Um, I'm back. I'm glad to be here when I can make it. <laughs> All right, good, cool, cool. Um, I can see that um, your um, husky alternate voice is making a cameo appearance. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, um, that, 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 that is the after effects of traveling from Nigeria back to America. It does it to you. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We'll probably go into more detail about that later. And this week, in a, an excellent turn of affairs, Cakes is not around and he has been replaced by a special guest who I am not going to introduce right now. I will leave that, uh, that honor to none other than our host, Dakwa. Take it away. Thank you, Wally, for that good opening as usual. And Yes, everybody, this is episode 41, and we have a special guest star, a cosplayer, a very good cosplayer, and it's Miss Kavala. Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks do for coming. Have, do we have an applause then? Uh, yeah, no, you have to clap. We have to, we have to make do. <laughs> Thank- <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, Miss Kabbalah. You know, we, she, I, I've met Miss Kabbalah, um, cosplaying at, um, was that MCN? That wasn't MCN at the Excel yeah. in London. London Excel, definitely. It was London Excel, come 2019, it was. That's correct. Yeah. 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 And we've, we've also, we've also featured uh, Miss Kabbalah on the Niger Nerds, um, Instagram account. So you guys can check it out. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you her Instagram now. It's at Miss yeah. Miss Kabbalah, M-I-Z-Z dot Kabbalah on Instagram. But I'll repeat that after the show. But Frank, once again, welcome onto the show. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. No worries. Before, before, yes, before... We are definitely glad to have you. And we are glad. It's a, it's a big step up compared to Kex, please. So <laughs> All right. I don't think Kex would be happy about that. Wait, one important question I have to ask you, Miss Kabbalah. Yeah. Because we've got a big divide here. We've, oh, okay. got, we've got two today. We've got two Marvel fans <gasps> and yeah. two DC fans. Oh, so, one and think, one and think, think carefully. Before you this <laughs> very, very carefully. Oh, okay. I am obviously a Marvel fan. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All day, definitely. Go. Good, 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 good. Welcome, welcome to the show, officially. Welcome. <laughs> right. Oh my God, what, what kind of laughter was that today? <laughs> he, he was so happy before to have her on, now he's not so happy anymore. <laughs> All right, you can teach me about the DC world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you might have a new... What? 
she wants you to teach her about the DC world. Yeah, I think she, I think she, she might regret that. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> As expected. So, okay, Miss Kabbalah, before we leave it alone, quick question: What is your favorite character in Marvel? My, my favorite character in Marvel is the Hulk. Oh wow! I did not expect wow. that. <laughs> I, I, I don't expect that. Yeah. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna bring up like you know a female character. No, no, a female. No, I not really. But, no. but Hulk, I don't think I've ever heard. Anybody, Anybody say call that? Hulk, yes, yes, yes. The Hulk is amazing. He like you, who can beat him up? Um, don't let me start. Hold on. The reason why Thanos hit him is because that part of the Marvel did not actually do it right within the comics. Uh, there we go. <laughs> cannot be. So, so you're one of the people who were upset about the famous beatdown of Hawk, I take it. Yes, I was. I was. I'm going to write a letter. You actually reminded me. I'm going to write a letter to, to Marvel <laughs> and see what the hell that was about, literally. <laughs> but speaking about Hawk, uh, Mark Ruffalo just had his own movie franchise coming out really soon, so which I'm excited about. And what is that, if you may tell us? Um, he's going to get his own movie. Uh, they just announced it. What, in the Marvel Universe are you talking about here? Yeah, he's gonna get. He's finally gonna get his movie. You didn't see it? for Hulk. Yeah, the Hulk. Yeah. Oh, wow. We bring on a guest. Just, you know, I just read it on Facebook, so don't Wait. come at my comments on my Instagram. It's like, hey, around. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's great. I mean, at least we bring you on, and you give us some news that none of us here knew about. With, as in, I didn't expect this at all. <laughs> oh, that's great. Actually, if you want to. So, so that again, kids. Mark Ruffalo just got his um, signed his um, uh, his first uh, movie. Like, okay, well, I know what I'm doing after this uh, podcast. We're going to, uh, rushing off to the internet. Internet to go and check. <laughs> this is what this is what Kex is supposed to have covered for us when it was doing the news section. Yeah, normally Kex is our newsman who's is <laughs> upset today, and you've come in and given us your piece of news. So you know you've almost like stepped in on his shoes straight away. <laughs> no problem, oh. Right, yeah. guys, now we've got the introductions out of the way. Let's get straight into it. And th- this week, we have a packed week. Mm-hmm. So there's like four shows that dropped. And, and we've got the comic of the week that we promised we we're going to talk about last week. But I want to start off with, uh, since Marvel's winning today, because we've got more Marvel fans than DC, sorry, today. We're going to start off with the new series for Marvel on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. What if... Is there anybody who actually let, no, let me reverse it? Did anybody not watch this? Right, I like we all watched it. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunately. <great>. <laughs> right. So yeah, so we 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 got the first episode of What If, and basically it it, it is What If Peggy Carter became a Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right, I mean, let's go around. I mean, Miss Kaba, you're our guest. I'm gonna of start course. with you. Mm-hmm. What's your view on this? On what you saw, did you like it or not? Do you know for our first episode on Marvel, I f- it was fifty fifty for me. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, go on, explain a bit more. The only, the only thing that got me excited is like a couple of Easter eggs here and there, and references from the movie, you know, from Captain America. But I just, it, uh, I don't know, Captain. <laughs> really excites me 
I think I don't know I can't I can't really describe it but it's just I was expecting more because I think we just came up low-key we were like more excited and then that came and I was like oh I don't know maybe Marvel's got us got more episodes getting us excited I don't know I just wasn't it was too well I thought it was too short yeah I think it was about half an hour at most yeah yeah okay Um, today what did you think yeah, um, I'm going to echo a sentiment about the episode, although I liked it. I like the I like Captain Carter as a character concept. Really? But here's the thing about the episode, it's disappointing because it's just basically a reskin of Captain America, the, the first Avenger story. Right. You have this opportunity to go completely off the rails and you just chose to tell the exact same story with the exact same ending and all that. So it's disappointing it went that route. I was expecting something to go completely different. If, mm-hmm. For example, when they kill, when they shot at, what's his name, Steve Rogers at the beginning, yeah. I actually thought he was going to die. I was very happy at that, that oh, they're actually going completely up the rails. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then he comes back and they make him into a weird suit, Iron, suit, Iron yeah. Man suit. And that was a very weird choice. And then at the end where it's ca- he's captured and they refuse to kill him off when he's obviously supposed to have been killed, it's also a very weird choice. So uh, I was kind of disappointed. But Captain Carter, as the execution of that story alone, it's solid for me, yeah. Okay. Okay, um, let's go to Red. Okay, so I'm going to disagree with everyone here. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> first and first, I'm going to age myself. Uh-oh. Operation Aware Eagles Dare. That's um, oh. a shout-out to Richard Burton and Clint Eastwood. Red, touch Doku. We adults, we know. <laughs> yeah, so you old Oppres- people, please. Operation where it goes there. That's a shout out. Um, so obviously, what if is um obviously um a literary get out of jail card for anything you can do with a story. So to an extent, I agree with Tunde and Miss Kabbalah that it was a bit safe. I thought it was gonna be corny when it started, but I would say when she became Captain America and the action scene started, I'm like, yes, this is how it is supposed to be. And I forgot every gripe I had. I mean, <laughs> I, I love the take no prisoners, ex- um, dispatch with extreme prejudice. So I loved it. Uh, but yeah. Absolutely. I loved it. Cool, cool. Wally, your thoughts? Ah, okay. So where do I start? <laughs> right. So before I do this, is this like, because everyone just sort of gave brief um, uh, uh, impressions. So I'm wondering if we're going to do a deeper dive later. Oh, so We are. So I just want to get people's general feels first, and then we, then we, we start to dive, right. okay, dive into good. more details. Yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll try to keep this as short as I possibly can, although I'm probably going to fail. <laughs> This show just sort of had me wobbling around. And that's because by the time it was done, I, I realized I didn't hate it. It wasn't, it wasn't garbage. It, it wasn't complete rubbish. But it, it was so disappointing. Um, just the, the trailers, the visuals that we saw on the trailers made you think about so many things, got your mind racing. You were like, okay, yeah. something has changed in the past. Things have changed. What has changed, right? Why is Agent Carter dressed in the Union Jack? 
right? Is it going to have anything to do with how the war changes, how the war actually goes? Um, do, do we see something else happen? Is it, for example, is it the United Kingdom that ends up having to pick up the slack and they end up creating a super soldier, right? There were things about the design that made you think of Captain Britain, right? Yeah. So you, you you then thought about it, were they going to find a way of just kind of linking it into that as well, you know? Um, and then you see the actual show and it's the smallest thing. It's just, oh, they couldn't put Steve in the in the machine, which was daft, if you ask me, put him in the bloody machine, it will fix him, right? Um, and then she just wears the Union Jack because what, right? She doesn't even have a name, right? We, we don't, she's called what, Captain Carter? Um, I don't know. It, it was, it, it just, I looked at it and I thought someone drew something, some really cool concept art and they mm. threw it at some people and were like, write a story about this. Yeah. Um, and they wrote a really cool story. Then someone else came along and said, no, 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 you can't use that. You can't use that. You can't use that. That's just what it looks like to me. Because by the time we get to the end, we've got uh, Cthulhu coming through a portal and we've got swords and c- castles. Clearly there was a Captain Britain um, link at some point. And we ended up with this watered down piece of nonsense. So it looks, um, the story is unfortunately, it, it's just like, it's a forgettable story. It, it has, it's of no importance. You can skip it and you lose nothing. Um, and there are a few other things which I'm probably going to get into when we go into a little bit more detail. But yeah, it was just a massive disappointment for me. And what made it even more disappointing was the fact that the action scenes were so good. They were so well done, right? So the question is, why did we end up wasting such awesome action scenes on such an inconsequential story, right? That's just... It it gave us a great character, though. And the only takeaway I can get from this is if they are going to... This character character is going to feature later on, if she's going to appear in the movies later on, if Hayley Hathaway is going to reprise this character in future movies and rules, then maybe... So today, uh, that's that's one of the other things that I was I was kind of saving, and that's the fact that look, we already have two seasons of Agent Carter, and those shows that Haley Atwell's character in those shows was really really good. Yep. And mm-hmm. she's appeared in some other shows as well. She's appeared in some other movies. Yep. We've seen her a lot, so we know who she is. Mm-hmm. And in this show, she was a completely different person. She yeah. was just bizarre it, it was just like she was some fan fiction character just kind of slapped in there acting completely out of character um so i, I don't know i don't know if that's um a multiverse new of multiverse of madness anything <laughs> yeah so so th- there's a lot of stuff in this show which i think can be explained away in sort of lazy ways like for yeah. example using the tesseract to make an iron man suit it is really stupid because i mean how does the technology of that period create something that's pretty much the equivalent of a modern Iron Man suit? Well, we can just wave our hands and say, oh, Tesseract. Tesseract solve all problem. Tesseract solve everything. But it's lazy, right? I mean, so he just randomly made all those technological advances overnight because he had an unlimited energy source, mm-hmm. figured out how to make like 
uh, indestructible metal figured out how to um, create anti-gravity. I mean, please, he even has a heads-up display. It's ridiculous. And, so, yeah. And, I mean, just you've, you've hit on some of the issues I had with the show. Now, yeah. I overall, I enjoyed it generally. And what surprised me was a bit of, I went in expecting to love the story and mm. maybe be mad about the sequences, but I was mad about the story and I loved the action scenes. Like everybody said, I, I just thought they were standout stellar. The and action I, scenes were brilliant, man. Yeah, they were I, so good. I, I watched it and immediately I went back and, and watched it again just to see all the action scenes and all the, the shields and the shields hitting people's heads. I just loved it. it. I thought the action scenes were brilliant. I thought the story was generic. Mm. I, did, I, I did think, yeah, you could have done a lot more with it. To this point, to me, hits home a lot about why Steve Rogers did not die when they shot yeah. him. To mm. me, I think they just wanted him around. And the whole thing about Ion Suit was just to keep him around and keep him in the action. There was no... If they'd killed him off in the, when, in the, when the whole universe turned away, when like it was her in the shoot, and just let him die. And then if you wanted to do any parallels to the... To the our Captain America, do it with Bucky. You didn't need Steve Rogers around. Yeah. In, in, in my view, but I, they played it safe. I, I think somebody used the word safe. They played it very safe in terms of the story, bland. But the actual sequences for me made up a lot. That, that's where my enjoyment came from, which I didn't exactly. expect going, exactly. into, going, going into it. And yeah, I've heard a lot of comments about the whole technology. To, to me, as well, I was watching it, the whole Iron Man thing did not. It didn't bother him that much. I was more bothered by the fact that, oh, come on, why are you giving us um, Steve Rogers as Iron Man? If you, if you, if you would do it, why, why would not make Howard yeah. Stark? Why would it not be Howard Stark himself in the suits if, if, if you go that route? You know, do you Thank know something, Zach? This would have been like, literally of, anybody, any other yeah. person other than, Apart like, there was Steve. no reason for Steve, the yeah. Iron Man in this. There were, yeah. Steve shouldn't be in it. Exactly. You know, Tunde, now that you mentioned this, right, um, the way I see it, it seems to me almost as though Steve died because it was really stupid for them not to put him into the machine to save him. It seems to me that Steve died when he was shot and it was either Howard Stark or uh, what's his name, uh, Bucky, in the suit at some point uh, before someone decided, no, you can't kill Steve. Um, you've got to bring him back or all the edge lords are going to be really angry. Uh, so yeah, I, that, that's that's just a theory of mine. And can, can I say? So um, I think I think I've transcended where you guys are. I no longer expect stellar stories. <laughs> <laughs> From a Marvel fan? No, wow. no, 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 seriously. Wow, that's supposed to be me talking. No, I went in and I got what I wanted. Like good cartoon. Oh, okay. Good, um, good fight sequence. So this oh, did not upset me as much. They're very similar to Captain America's one, definitely. Yeah. It took references from the movie. And- yes, yeah, it, it, exactly. Like, yes. It's exactly what Tunde said, just that we don't like agreeing with him. It's yeah. a new skin. We just changed it now, put a new skin on Captain America. And- and I, I must say, and this shows a side of it that I don't like exposing on, on podcast, I was in love with the design of Freddie Craig. That buff, six foot two, Super yeah. buff woman. Oh my! I want. I want a live action version of that. I really, you know, and it can't be Haley because <laughs> she's not that buff. The fact that they made her big, that like you know yeah. how 
I was wondering her if her and Wonder Woman were the same height. And so you know, yes, that- yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, sorry, I was saying that it reminded me so much of the Amazonian women sisters in the. Yeah. As as a Wonder Woman, so I was comparing the two. I was thinking, oh, would they be the same height? Yeah, the same strength, you know. <laughs> I, I got so yeah, Miss Kamali, you're exactly right. I got the same vibe. I got like yeah, this is an, an exactly. Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I got exactly the same vibe. You know, you're making me remember why I was so hurt because I mean, the, just seeing the design of that character when it was first <laughs> advertised, like oh my god, this is so cool. She yeah. reminds me of a uh, Darwin Cook's um, World War Two yes. Wonder Woman. Remember? Yes, yes, yes. 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 That's a cartoon you love, right? So, right, cartoon. You can get stellar stories from cartoon from DC, not Marvel. That's uh, reminding me. Today, don't push your <laughs> Miss Kamala, you're a fan of uh, you're a fan of Wonder Woman. I am a fan of Wonder Woman. Yeah, you see, so you do have some DC dreads. <laughs> you know what? The thing is with Marvel that I like, they've got more diversity and they go into depth with stories and stuff. The only thing that I like about DC at the moment, I haven't really watched low um um I've I like the fact when they're doing their series, they do go into like what the the way the characters are feeling emotionally on the dark side of things and stuff in terms of marvel production amazing but when it comes to the dark gritty stuff dc does win so i i like both but i'm more of a marvel fan <laughs> yeah. so what you're saying is marvel is popcorn theme park movies not i don't go today. deep into anything <laughs> She did not say that. She said she said what she said and she meant what she said. No, but what I'm trying to say, I've yet to find a dark Marvel gritty thing. I really want to see what they can pull up, you know, once they get to because when it comes to DC, they're amazing at it. Marvel is Disney though. So they Yeah. yeah mm. We we should hopefully, I think. They're talking about some R-rated ones, so who knows? We might get uh, a Marvel gritty uh, film very soon. Yeah, with, with the way with the way the Suicide Squad flopped at the box office, though, do you think mm. they're going to go ahead with that? Though, yeah, yeah but I don't, I don't my think bulk, right. No, but you see, the thing is that did it did it did it flop because of its its grittiness? No, no, it got a B plus because of its grittiness. No, you think so? Sorry. Yeah, and, yeah. and Miss Kabbalah also, what do yeah. you think when we go to the next Comic Con? How many Captain Carter cosplays do you expect to see? I'm expecting to see a lot of Captain. Yeah. <laughs> that, desi- that design is crazy. Not- <laughs> do you know, I was thinking, because obviously I'm Congolese, I was thinking yeah. of Miss Congo, Miss Congo, because, uh, you know, you see a lot of Captain Carters there, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, that's going to be the next, the new Harley Queen, in my view. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if we just got to see lots of different themed um, Captain Country cosplays with different oh, yes. country flags? That that's, would be awesome. That's a good idea. That's a very good one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we we have, we have to collaborate and talk about that a bit more. Then <laughs> let's get some, let's get some Captain Captain Nigeria, Captain Congo. What, that, well, yeah. Captain Nigeria would be Guardian Prime, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, true, <laughs> true, true, true. It's ready made already for us. Yeah. Imagine a costume, yeah. it would be amazing. You know, it'd be really amazing. Someone should start doing it now. We're drawing up something. 
<laughs> right. So, oh, okay, quickly. Sorry, yes. before we move on from what's if, I want to ask this question because we talked on it last week. Yep. That mm-hmm. what are, this particular show, do we still think is going to be a one-off episode or it's still going to be the same universe? Like Captain Carter will probably appear in future episodes. Does it look mm-hmm. like see with something they are building up to? At this, mm-hmm. my view. At this point, I don't, I don't think so. I'm not under the show, but I, I think it's going to be standalone one-offs. That's my feeling, anyway. Really, I think it's going to be more serious because when she landed and she saw, um, what's his name, Hawkeye, Nick Fury, and Nick Fury, I thought that they were going to expand on that. They okay. just like that, can they? They might, they might do that. I mean, I think Tunde, that's your theory, right? That's yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. Right, so let, let, does anybody know what the next episode is? Is, is, that, is, it, is that the Chichala one? Yeah, yeah, Star Lord, the Star Lord. Uh, yeah. Next on Wednesday, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. so today, if you take your fury, how would that work out then? How would the the Peggy Carter change her becoming Captain Carter? How would that impact Chichala become Star Lord? No, I'm not sure it will impact Chichala becoming Star Lord because oh, okay. even in Guardians of the Galaxy, they are, that thing impacts the main storyline. But yeah. it will impact the third episode, which I've heard takes place in that particular week of madness where Iron Man, Thor, and Incredible Hulk all take place in the same week. Mm. So th- this particular movie, is, the third episode will be set in that particular time period. Oh. For DC fan, you're up to, you're up to, you're up to speed on Marvel stories. <laughs> I was yeah. really excited for watching. Watching is like my favorite Marvel... Oh, oh, really? Okay. Because they are disa- they are disappointed as usual. So they're there. Yeah, I, I would have I would have um, hoped that they would be in universe, but after watching this episode, I'm almost like, eh, can we just forget this that ever happened? <laughs> I think I think I think it might be standalone. I would really? rather I'll rather it stand alone and they just go. Well, I, I am hoping that they delve a bit more plot wise. Into mm-hmm. the impact of changes than more than they did in this episode, so I, I don't want if I, I don't I don't want to watch Star Lord and it's just simply T'Challa going through exactly the same adventures. Yeah, with no, you know, I want some massive departures. You know, what what's the impact of a some of a Wakanda? You know, being mm-hmm. a, a Ravager. You know, how does that impact mm-hmm. Wakanda itself? Does he bring along his tech from Wakanda? Does he? You know, all I can. That, I mean, I'm asking for a lot from a thirty minute. <laughs> Are you wondering how Yondu gets past past the barriers in Wakanda? Have you ever, how the hell does he get to Charlie? Because if Wakanda is hidden, how the hell does he find him? I I don't understand how that, that, as a what if, is it one I could get, I could wrap my head around? Yeah. What did Yondu, did he get the wrong, was it Google Maps leading him the wrong place? He he landed in Wakanda. I mean, what what happened? That's so <laughs> random. <laughs> right. Okay. Does anybody, um, Wally, you wanted, I mean, you wanted to do a deep dive. Is there anything you wanted to cover? No, no, no. I don't think we've got enough time for a deep dive. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we're 30 minutes in and we've still got we? like oh, a wow. whole bunch, exactly. Wow. We've still got a whole bunch of stuff to get through. So no need for any deep dives. Let's just keep on okay. going. So before we, so normally now we're going to go around and give a rating for this episode out of five. Oh, so okay. Miss Miss Kabbalah, you can go first. I'll say, so I guess. Oh my god, you guys! Um, <laughs> rating out of five, I would say uh, four point five. <laughs> oh, 
That's very generous. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That's good. It's because so of the actions. It's because of the actions. Exactly, yeah. so was planned, but the actions was a bit. It was nice to see her kick ass. Yeah, indeed. Today, let's hear your score. Yeah, <laughs> bang average two point five on dogs. I'm not, I'm not surprised at your score at all. <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, red. So four for me. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, you you seem very happy with it. Wale? I'm happy with it. Uh, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to give it a, a 3.5. I can't give it anything higher than that because it's like, um, I love the design, love the character design. I love the action. The action is brilliant, mm-hmm. but the story is such a massive letdown and such a missed opportunity. So, yeah, yeah can't get higher than uh, than a 3.5 from me. It's It's very, very... It, it, it's very close to getting a three. Okay, uh, and for me, I, I'm giving it a three. And okay. the three is purely for the action and the, and the design of Pega Carter. So it's Captain Carter and her action scenes alone scores the whole three. The story oh. to me is just literally just there. So, yep. So that's so not too bad because I, I guess it's still kind of a, a pass mark. But, you know, as they say in, in Ted Lasso's last episode, Marvel, do better. <laughs> and uh, a cameo appearance by Kicks. Um, he has sent in his score, which is oh, did he? Yes. And what's his, yeah, what's he did, saying? Um, I think um, his score is four, four out of five. Oh, okay. I would have liked to Very hear good. him explain why. But so yeah, means, there we he, go. He means he likes it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I was gonna. So next, I wanted to talk about Superman and Lewis, mm-hmm. but. Please, guys, pardon me. I want to I want to jump to Titans, and there's a particular reason because you mentioned Kex just now. So we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about Titans episode season three, episodes one to three, and I believe only Tunde seen it. Well, I've seen it. Oh, right, right, you've seen it as well. Yeah, yes, you've seen it too. Yeah. Oh, right, you've seen it as well. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll just sit here and, um, okay, yeah, so and make mm-hmm, uh-huh, noises. You can ask questions. Now, the reason why I want to get to this, and I'll say it, Kex loved this. He's been raving about it online. Okay. So, so I went in really, you know. Expectations. High hopes. High hopes. Yeah. And they were dashed. <gasps> oh, God. In, in my view, they were dashed. Wow. Dashed is not strong enough. That's not a strong enough word. <laughs> oh, so, so, they, so you were you similarly disappointed, or were you excited, or what's your takeaway overall? So, I didn't want to watch this particular show. When we talked about it last week, I thought I wasn't going to watch it because season one and two have been bad to say the least for me. But Kex okay. kept raving about it, and when he came out, he was shouting about how good it was. <laughs> and he mentioned the person who wrote this series is someone we actually all respect. Indeed. And yes. he was saying, yeah, he did a great job on this show. And then we went to the episode and nothing made sense. It's as <laughs> if he actually took a, he took a dive compared to previous seasons and how little sense he actually made. And it was annoying. <laughs> the the right. dialogue was... See, I'm a Disney fan. I love these characters. I love this particular story arc. But the dialogue was gritting. Every time they opened their mouth to speak, I was annoyed. <laughs> and, the end, I just, I literally just came up on the show at the end of what happened. <laughs> Red, please, before today. <laughs> so when, when, Kex talk, when Kex talked about it, he mentioned Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And I, was, I went in like, oh man, I'm going to see what Bruce did. 
Yeah. And I stopped watching this show and like everyone said, nothing. I had to pause it and check the title again. The conversation. <laughs> I was like, is it is it is it Titans or Teen Titans? Because if it's Teen Titans, then the conversation will be fine. Yeah. It was so it was so basic and so juvenile. <laughs> like, um, nothing. There's nothing. Oh. There's nothing. There's nothing to love about it. Uh, maybe that's because of the expectation that was set. Because Kex so. went hard about it. Like, oh, this yeah. story, episode three, it has um, it has legs. I'm so like. Bruce Wayne is so hard. It did blah blah blah, and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go see it. It's, mm-hmm. I, I, and then I, I go, go on, so go right. Yeah, like I see Red Hood. Even his, even his, you know what? Let's not spoil. Even his, um, <laughs> his motive doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> then you have like, the guy who, who has a bomb on his heart and oh is like, getting his freak on when he knows his heart, his heart rate is going to increase. Like you know. It's just, I'll say, somebody parked their brains when they were writing this. Yeah, um, somebody, I, did, somebody I mean, I, I, I'm not as stand on this today. <laughs> to be honest, because uh, I, I don't think it was, the, I don't think it's the worst so far. I don't think I think season two is still worse than this. I think mm-hmm. it's still, I think it's a level above season two personally, but I don't think it's that very good. And, and I can see they're writing it like they want to. You can see they want to write a mature version of this. You see. The, yeah. You see, they're trying to, you know, be edging to 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 make it a step above CW, but mm-hmm. so, but as today said, some of the things they're saying, it, it, when I stop to think about it two seconds, it makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then some of the characters, what they're doing, and now this might be me being influenced by my comic book reading. Mm-hmm. I think, why is Superboy doing this? Yeah, exactly. Should, should Superboy be the one out there doing certain things? Why is it? It you makes got, zero sense. Yeah. And one opening scene I hated, and this this is to me, this is CW level. And Wally, I'll, I'll explain this to you. They open up in this scene where I think the Titans are going to fight these bunch of hoodlums. And, and the first person we see is Nightwing. And he mm-hmm. goes in there, he's fighting all these hoodlums the, and with his extra yeah, sticks, yeah. blah, 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 blah. They fight him. Not one of them brings out a gun, not one. Oh. And then, and then yeah. they switch to Superboy scenes. And, and they'll have guns. They're all shooting. Yeah, they'll have guns. And I'm thinking, I'm, <laughs> I give it. But da, but Dako, you know, we, we've talked about this before. It's it's the it's the big problem that anyone who has to write for DC has. I mean, I hope never to have to write that kind of story where you have like the Batman character and the Superman character, and they have to both go and fight some enemies, and you have to make both of them seem relevant. How? Yeah, but How? Oh, well, to make it even worse. Then later on in the in this episode, I don't think it's the same episode. We see Nightwing fight another bunch of goons who who were shooting at him, and you know what he does? He somersaults, and somehow when he somersaults, the bullets he, don't touch him. He let, 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 the bullets. Yeah, yeah but yeah. so I okay. had an issue. I had an issue with that. So today you were going to cut in. Yeah, I just want to give a quick summary for our listeners of the yeah, go, 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 go for episode. it. Go for it. So. This episode takes, if you're familiar with the story of Jason Todd and the Red Hood story, so this is a direct adaptation of that, and they take their own spin on it. So basically, we have the Joker killing Jason Todd scene after Batman tells him not to go out, but now the spin on it is apparently Jason Todd was taking some kind of special drugs that made him do what he did. And then we have Nightwing coming back to Gotham and talking about Batman, that why all the all the standard CW blaming and angsting happens. Barbara too comes in and all the standard CW blaming that oh Batman, you're a bad father, blah blah blah. 
And then we have a very weird scene where Batman says, oh, I'm, I quit being Batman. I'm not doing Batman again. And he walks out after killing Joker in the prison. Oh, well, he, then before that, he tells, he tells Nightwing to be a better Batman. Yeah, he tells Nightwing to be a better Batman. And he goes out, kills Joker, and he flies off with his plane to God knows where. Then Joker, then Nightwing immediately calls in the Titans to come and come to join him in Gotham so they can save Gotham. And from all, whatever evil is happening. All this, all this happened in 24 hours. hours. In 24 hours. 24, yes, in 24 hours. Said, just yesterday we were sitting in San yeah. Fran fighting. And yeah, That's school. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so the very next day, Jason Todd is back and he's killing all the, all the, all the leaders of the crime gangs. And he has apparently converted them to his followers. And he, apparently he has started killing people and taking over a bank. So the Titans walk in majestically to go and stop a bank robbery. They feel, because, mm-hmm. and here's the thing, they have a very weird relationship with the Gotham police now in Gotham that I don't fully understand. Because we have Nightwing, we have, what's his name, Dick Grayson going to the Gotham police and he's just been allowed to enter anywhere and he's talking with Barbara and everybody's aligning into secret places. Yeah, but he's basically <laughs> ordering the police around. But you remember, he is a cop. Is he still a cop? He was a cop in. Oh, and he was fired. Okay, he was a cop. He was. He was actually arrested in the last season. Ah, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I think, like, okay, I think they're right Towards the end of the last season, he was in jail, like for killing someone. He, he entered the public place and he beat up people and he was thrown in jail. That was actually. But let's ignore that for a bit because I apparently <laughs> the writers have forgotten that actually happened. Then so we back- get to the. Gra- yeah. with their storyline basically because I haven't really seen the season three. Have they been consistent? Have they been consistent with the storyline? Because no, one not up and the next one he was in jail. I didn't get that part as well. Yeah, apparently they forgotten they went to jail. There's no <laughs> consequence of him being in jail because I I think that's where they ended last season. Him going to jail, right? Yeah, and and to be honest, I think you're right today because. In here, they're kind of cheering them on. There's one scene where they cheer the tight, like everybody's cheering them. The public's cheering. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they remember the, the fact that he went to jail or in between the seasons, he's been, he must have been acquitted, I guess, and pardoned. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. It's, yeah, Kex over saw this to me. Uh, and what even, I know even more is, I, I read the Death in the Family comic book when it happened, when Joker killed Red Hood. It was, and even the way it's done here, it's almost very perfunctory. I don't know. They didn't even give it. There was no. They, it, they it wasn't the emotional yeah. at all. It just goes there, and all of a sudden, Joker's beating him, and he's so, dead. Qu- question: Was it really the Joker that did it, or did Jason um, all set it up? That's a good question. It's uh, well, Joker because they arrested Joker and Batman killed Joker. No, well, I think. they arrested Joker, and they said he wasn't saying anything. Yeah. Then, then Batman clubbed him to death. He yes. never admitted to the crime. Yeah, but he waited around, didn't he? We, what was that? But we didn't see him. We just heard the laughter. And we had some. Oh, yeah. we, saw, we saw someone beating Jason I mean, Todd. I, sorry, I'm just assuming it's him based on yeah. the comic. I, you might, you but, might be right. They might turn around and say it's not the Joker. But when they were reviewing the, the CCTV, somebody rolled in his body who was... So Jason already had it all planned out. So did he know Joker was going to beat him to death? And that bit today, I didn't understand that bit. Did what bit? The, the fact that, that somebody went to steal his body, who seemed to be a stooge of Red Hood, but what, then, yeah. then why did he do that? Did he know he was going to die? That exactly. was a good point, because I was thinking that that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. 
nothing makes sense. Very, very, it's but, very, yeah. very disjointed. That's I mean, the theme of this show so far. Yeah. I, I've got a feeling like Kex on purpose to not turn up on this podcast. Because he, of this. Because he knew we were going to rip it to shreds. That is sense, his sense is cause for, for what's in. Well, and uh, then the most, the most annoying part of this episode is that my favorite couple on this show, Hawk and Dove, they practically yeah. ruined that couple. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Miss Kabbalah, you've seen season one and two, right? Yes, I have. Uh, yes. Yeah. So you know that this particular couple, they are the, they are, they are the heart of the show. Like they're in this particular. anymore. What? Are they in the show or are they not on the show? Oh, they're, they're, they are. They are on the show. Okay. And big spoiler at the end of episode three, they kill or they blow him up to pieces. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and they blame. Hey. And the way it is written, they blame Dove for doing that. Oh. She apparently pulls the trigger that blows him up in a very oh dumb sequence of events. Oh, I like Popple. They they were cool. And I love the way they were fighting as a duo as well. Why would they put. Oh, that's, yeah, no, that's you, disappointing, you, you, you know? And today, actually, I totally forgot about that. I like I love Hawk and Dove. Yeah. And. It, that last scene. Now, today said the sequence lead up to that made no sense whatsoever. And mm-hmm. it's, it's totally right. But yeah. I don't want to be all negative, Nelly. There's one positive thing I'm going to say this. Today, that scene, after this explosion, and Crypto walking crypto out, out, walks out. Yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> that was, that was an awesome it. scene. I, I must admit, you know, it, I, I thought it was out of place, but I just loved oh, that, you know, that, you know, sure. that image. Of crypto walking out of that uh, out of that explosion, and even crypto, what is he doing in this sh- in this show? He's wasted. Even 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 Superboy is wasted. Yeah, Superboy, Superboy is totally, totally wasted. Yeah, it's. I mean, let's just score it. We've seen. It. I don't think there's. I don't. I don't want to start piling on. I mean, we've only seen three episodes, and yeah. it's more to come. But so far for me, yeah, totally underwhelmed. Personally, I'll give my score first on this. To me, if I'm being honest, maximum I can give it is a two point four. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to give it two point five, which is a pass mark. So I'm going underneath. It's a two point four for me. That's so nice. I give it a two. Yeah, really good. You, you people are very nice. It's a one of <laughs> dots. I one. Oh my god! You're supposed to be the DC fan, bro. <laughs> What is all this? Because this is a show I left annoyed. I didn't know episode three. I was annoyed. That was this rubbish I've been watching. Yeah. So any show that does that to me, it's really what it gets. This is so it's... weird. Our roles are reversed. I can't believe I'm the one actually letting Tunde know that uh, sometimes he should bat for the home team. <laughs> go, on, what, go on, watch it first. I guess, I guess, this, first. Uh, I guess this pattern of, uh, of self-reflection in DC is contagious. Anyway, good to see you finally learned. We can't be letting them get away with all their garbage. Oh, oh, and today, and Red, did you notice that there's a drop in the budget? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Beast Boy, Boy, Boy changed what maybe once or yes. twice. I could see this. The, the effects were yeah, but the CGI a, was a, a, a bit so par. You could. You How could was tell. the fight choreography? Is it better? Was it just no, no, no. The, fr- no. the first. So when Doc was talking about his gripe, when he was talking mm-hmm. about the fight with Nightwing, I thought that was yeah. what we going to talk about. When it was using the sticks, it was very, very. I think um, who remembers the fight 
um, the fight scene in um, Loki. Oh when, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The yeah. when the, when they saw the timekeepers in that in the chamber using using those sticks, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, using those sticks. That's what, it, that's what it looked like. Yeah, it was that level? It was that bad? Yeah. yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, this, I, I just noticed a kind of drop in the yeah. CG effects that from the last season. So I think they might have had a reduced budget. Even even when Beast Boy was dodging the bullets as a tiger, yeah, yeah, that was so glitchy. Oh my god! <laughs> Here I was thinking you guys were being too harsh, but you just said a tiger was dodging bullets. Can we move <laughs> on to the next? <laughs> right. So yeah, I, I think we should. Now, I don't think this is going to be any better. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's talk about Superman and Lewis. Uh, this was a bad week for DC. I wish in tears. Okay, I'm going to fight you on this one. It, it seems like you guys have all decided that you're going to hit on this episode. <laughs> no, on this one. I like the psychology behind Superman. Exactly. I loved this episode. I'm going to fight all you guys that don't like it. Oh, so, so, you, so, uh, so uh, Wally, okay, you go first. Let's have some positivity. You oh, go. no, 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 no. You, you've you've, you've, you've suckered <laughs> me into this nonsense before. I'd, I'd like you guys to do your nonsense first, and then I'll come back at you guys. So you guys go ahead. Bash, bash away. Well, for, for me, it, 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 okay, I'll let today go, because I know today's going to rip this to shreds. <laughs> uh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. To so, me... Yes. I, I, no, 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 no. Today, let me go first, and then you, then you could go. Come okay. with, you could come with the hate. Uh, I'm going to be uh, almost middle ground. To be to honest, I don't think this was as bad as the last episode, which I really hated. Yeah, before. the last episode was absolute garbage. But we all know the last episode was ghost written by CW people. We know yeah. that. <laughs> Absolutely know that. Right. And I, I think this was slightly better, but I still had a bad taste in my mouth from from the last episode. And to me, this did not do enough to recover the, in, my, in my view the lost ground. There were certain scenes I, I liked, and I'll let Wally and to talk about it. But one thing I liked was the Superman dealing with the new Kryptonians. Yeah. I, I like the fact that he showed I'm, I'm, I've got experience with these powers. I'm, I'm, the fact that you got these powers yesterday, I can deal with you. <laughs> And he dealt with them properly, and I, I, I like I like that that kind of stuff. I actually, for the first time, I kind of liked one of John Henry's sequences with his hammer. I, yeah, I thought he had a very cool hammer sequence, really cool one. Where and I, I know today where he says, "Oh, you missed," but he had a that was, that was so cool. That that scene was great. Yeah, okay. I love I love that. But overall, I just thought the story again was run of the mill in terms of the whole family drama, the whole. Um, uh, was it that? Is it the Langs? Langs tr- have to yeah. move, wanted to move yeah. away. Look- so okay, let, let, let me let me let me go. Uh, let me go. Um, let me okay. go ahead. Let me let me make oh. things interesting so that Tunde can have something to riff off. Because <laughs> because if I don't go, all he'll be doing is uh, is agreeing with you and moaning and complaining <laughs> his usual Eeyore fashion. So I'll, I'll give him some things to come out with his usual rebuttals. Um, okay, so I uh, I walked into this episode expecting the worst because the last episode was really bad, and mm. um, as we as we said, uh, it had begun to feel more CW-like as Diggle showed up and all the other nonsense started to happen. So I was like, oh, well, whatever. It's, it's, going, it's going to the dogs. But when this episode started up, 
um, the first thing I noticed was that a lot of things seemed to return to form. Um, there was a lot more, it felt a lot more film-like um, yeah. than the usual CW stuff. It wasn't, it was not more of the usual, oh, we sit in one place, two people talk, two other people talk, then two other people talk, there's a rubbish superhero sequence that doesn't make sense. It wasn't like that. It, it felt, uh, it felt more produced. Um, and so I thought, okay, there's a return to form here. I felt a little bit concerned when they went into the basic standard angsty teenager thing with the lines. One thing that this season has done, especially with the family scenes, is it's been very good at making the family sequences seem realistic, quote unquote, um, in that with the kids, we see a family that works very well. So even mm. though they get into fights, mm -hmm. it's not like... TV drama or TV, yeah. um, they, they're, they're smart enough to resolve things, right? They, they know the right things to say at certain times. And then you can see when their emotions get the better of them. If something is a small problem, they squash it really quickly. Things like that really make me love watching the Kents. And watching the Langs has also been pretty good because they've had these, this thing where um, their father is someone that could look abrasive and so on to people on the outside, but you can see that the family is very good at quote unquote dealing with him. And um, he genuinely loves his family despite his personal um, sort of failing, so to speak. And his daughter's very mature. In this episode, she just went off the handle, right? She became what a bad writer would make Jordan become. Um, so, Dakbo, if you remember in the beginning, what we were afraid Jordan would become. Yeah, family. That's just what she became. She was just like, "You're terrible. You're this. You're that." I was like, oh God, what is this? Right? She wasn't even able to see things from their point of view. And I thought, okay, this is this is looking a bit lazy. There were some positive changes that I thought, okay, uh, it looks like someone has given the people in the writing room a bit of a talking to. So before we started the se the series, um, there was a sort of news story about someone on the creative crew who sort of left. And she claimed that she left because she was pointing out um, a number of things regarding the casting and some of the story uh. that was sort of um, having some of these sort of like low key racist tropes. Um, and when you watched the show, you could sort of see them. There were things that you know that, okay, if you're not someone who sees those things, you can miss them very easily, right? The fact that every romantic um uh, arrangement that involved a person of color was negative one way or another. Um, the, 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 the sort of the, the weird sort of trope, the sort of like big black bully trope. And there were a whole bunch of other things too. There were some other things too, like for example, whenever some random civilian came up and said something negative, they tended to be black randomly. Right. Um, it seemed like in this episode, they were backtracking on some of that, although it felt a little bit on the nose to me. So, for instance, we had the firewoman who had been so rude about sort of like um, making um, um, Lana's husband feel unwelcome in Smallville in the last quote unquote season, because this is another this is actually another sort of half season. We see him suddenly become we see her suddenly come and be nice to him and try to convince him to stay, right? So it's not unbelievable that she's had a change of heart, but it was a bit jarring. And the speechifying that was happening was a bit jarring as well. So I was like, okay, maybe a little bit too much. 
Um, but it's okay. It looks like someone has has had the discussions with you. So yeah, those are a whole bunch of things that I liked about it. Things that I wasn't really so hot about. Yeah, we're once again running into problems with super strong Kryptonians running around, not necessarily doing what super strong Kryptonians are supposed to do. One thing I loved about the previous season is it always implied that Kryptonians are this kind of galaxy level threat. And the, the story had always made it so that the, the, the thing that can be done to stop them is done like that, right? Um, in this particular one, we literally have Metropolis attacked by multiple Kryptonians and we have just Superman, right? They scatter. Mm. While he's fighting one, the other three destroy Metropolis. That is what happens. But somehow CW style, that didn't happen here. Right. Uh, and Dak, uh, was it a Tunde or Sadako? You mentioned it. You said that, okay, Superman was taking out the Kryptonians very easily. You liked that. I didn't like that. I mean, it's not skill that makes you not pass out with just one punch. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys should have given Superman a run for his money. They should have done a lot more destruction. Yeah, but my, that, my feeling is they that got scenario their, shouldn't have happened. Yeah. They, but they, they got their power. So my issue was they got their power that day. It takes a time to charge up. You can't be at someone's level. He's been absorbing stuff for 30 years. You've, you've, you've been absorbing it for a, a day. So that's why I was happy that they didn't, they, they can't be at, at Morgan Edge or Superman's level. It, 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 that would make no sense to me at all. Okay. Yeah. I, I get it. I understand it. I just was like, okay, I see super strong, super fast people in mm-hmm. a populated city and there's just one Superman to stop them. I, I don't see how I don't see how that punch fest happens. I just don't see it, and so it's like, oh god, Superman again. And then uh, um, I don't know what's his name, um, John Henry Irons. Love him to bits. Absolutely love him. I, I I don't understand how he survives a Kryptonian punching him <laughs> in the face and basically giving him a UFC beatdown. I I don't see how she doesn't just remove the helmet and squash his head like like a peanut. I don't get it, right? Um, I don't get why Jonathan Kent and um, the general and um, Sarah are still alive when Jordan is taken. I I don't get it. Apart from surviving that crash, which doesn't make sense, I don't get why the laser eyes didn't just come on and wipe them all out. So the the action to me was still a bit... uh, and I had to switch on the suspension of disbelief switch. Mm-hmm. But as far as the story went, I think it was pretty cool and I liked it. Okay. Uh, Ms. Sorry, so the, to, today, before you go, uh, Ms. Yes. today, before you go, Miss Kamala, you've not seen any of this yet. Have you seen any of Superman and Lewis? I haven't really seen the episode, but I've read up on how they focus on the psychology behind raising children and from a parent's point of view, from a, an actual human being point of view, instead of always battling superheroes so what that's what i'm looking forward to seeing oh that is very strong i must admit that part is very strong you yeah. will be impressed at least by from the first few episodes before it goes down. Sure. <laughs> so so today yeah let, 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 let the hate come out <laughs> yes, i've been i've been biting my i've been biting my tongue as while he was talking there i was biting <laughs> it like hmm. okay so there's something while he said that actually makes a lot of sense he kept on referring to it as last season. And that is very true. If you stop this season, this is a show that should have ended like three or four episodes ago. 
when they had the big climatic confrontation with one Superman's brother. Yeah. That is where the show should have ended. These past few episodes have been a long, drawn-out exercise in nonsense that we've been seeing, and it's terrible to watch. Now, you guys are praising the action sequences a lot, and I didn't like it at all. I thought it was terrible. I'm wondering what you guys saw that I made you like it, because it felt so very cheap, Sunday, even compared... The action scenes are what I said was rubbish. No, that was said he liked it. No, yeah, okay. I, I, I liked it. That was said he liked it. Yes. I was wondering, because like, this I is was, a was, slander today. <laughs> no, I'll be slandering I'm, I'm, still com- I'm still coming for you. <laughs> that was said he liked the action scenes. And I thought it was terrible, because we have, even from the beginning, from the setup, where he's floating in the middle of a path, and we have a few citizens come out, and we see Louis coming out, and someone is actually walking to come and meet them. It felt so very cheap. So very, very poorly produced. Like we've seen CW do better set pieces than this before. And for this kind of conflict, it felt like a street walk, like a street park fight between two small children just wrestling. And it's terrible. The, the entire logic of the fight don't make sense. The part where everybody shouting was cool was where John Herrion throws his hammer across the city because he had Louis is in trouble. And he, the hammer hits the Kryptonian lady before. She could miss her eyes. It was completely stupid. It made no sense at all. It was irritating to what I like, know. This is dumb. Like who, who allowed this? Who allowed this piece of shit to be on air? And there's that stupid part where this Jordan is with a gun and he's trying to shoot Superman's brother. What's his name? Tauro. And he's standing there. Generally, he's saying he's telling him how to steady your gun, how to hold your gun, take deep breaths. And a Kryptonian is standing in front of him and you have the time to give all these lectures <laughs> to a kid to shoot him. No, and the person no, just standing today, there today watching. You're, not, you're not getting that particular scene. So, yeah. I'm not getting like, it. I, I, already said, I already said that it doesn't make sense that they did, he didn't just wipe them all out. He should have. But I think the point behind that scene with the gun was that this guy, who, by the way, is no longer Taro Morganage, was so confident that there was nothing they could do to him that he was just sitting there and letting them make a fool of themselves. Because of course, as soon as they opened fire, he just like teleported. Yeah. Exactly. Like so... it was just like, so what? Right. So you did what you wanted to do. So what? So yeah. So I kind of got it. But yeah, go on, go on, go on. Um, okay. And yeah, I'll, uh, the last part I want to talk about is the part you guys actually ignored, the human aspect. The whole freedom of information rubbish that was going on between Chrissy oh, yes, yes, and General yes. Lane and Louis Lane that didn't make any sense. Like Chrissy was basically telling Louis Lane to betray the Freedom Act and commit treason to tell her secrets of what are going on the what is going on with the DOG. You've reminded and, me of one of my favorite scenes, <laughs> and I'm watching and I'm watching this show. Like this argument is stupid. It doesn't make sense. There's no logical argument you can give that the DOG will come and publicly reveal that crim- that the criminals are loose. There's no. It doesn't make any sense. And you see the civilians all chanting nonsense at the town hall meeting, <laughs> and I was just annoyed. But yeah, the sequence that Wally wants to talk about is where a stupid kid walks up to Daniel yeah. Lane. Oh, you do it. And says, yeah. <laughs> that was a very fun sequence. Where I he walks up to Daniel Lane and says that, so cool. yeah, can you tell us about what's going on? And he says, you want me to reveal government secrets to a <laughs> drunk was like, teenager? Do, do I look like someone who gives classified intel to drunk From teenagers? Drunk <laughs> and he said it with such gravitas. And you know what I thought? That whole scene was so cool. Apart from the flex 
that okay so there are things that i love about it number one i love the fact that the boys have become so popular because everybody knows that their grandfather is the guy in charge of the department of defense like that is super realistic um i like the fact that um even their grandfather coming in and dragging them out of a party by the ears is enough to make them cool to all the kids that are watching like it, it, it is so awesome that your grandfather has to come in in his full military fatigues, you know, <laughs> and be like, where are my grandsons? <laughs> you see, this is, where, this is a very strange thing here. See, what, I, love, I love that so much. What Wally's liking is one of the parts I hated the most. I liked him turning the kid off about that thing. I like. I don't like the whole idea that you're in the middle of a national emergency and you're coming here and you, the top dog... You, you didn't even send. You didn't even send oh, an errand boy. Come to, off it. To come and get we, your son. We needed to have that scene. We needed to have that. Scene. He went. He went to a keggers <laughs> party to go rescue his son while the whole national, the whole, the whole planet is at risk. I find that stupid. I, I find the idea. Of- One of his sons is a high value Kryptonian <laughs> target, and it was shown. And it was shown. It was born out That's- because at the end of the day, uh, Morgan Edge Wally, goes for Wally, Jordan for that reason. Wally, he's an old man. It, it just what is he going to do? Yeah, send your best men, not not send yourself there. But yeah, that that, that is true. They, they should have come in like a military Humvee with yeah. like one or two random guys. But I think maybe if they had one or two random guys and the eradicator had to kill them, then it would be less, it would be, it would be more difficult to disguise the refrigerator moment of why didn't the eradicator kill everyone else yeah. apart from and, and, and one thing and, and this, this is something to address the whole show is I, 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 I can't really blame the show for this the impossibility of Lewis Lane in, in Smallville sitting at the same conference with her dad where her, her, the, the children is a, a well-known target everything is pointing to this family as, as having more secret beyond just being um, you know the Clark Kent family it's you know <laughs> If I was in that town, I'd be going, hang on, what's going on with this with this family? But anyway, I think we've talked enough about this. Scores. Scores my score is 2.5. It's just bang average for me. Three over five. Uh, m- m- Straight m- up three over five. You oh, you're giving it three today? <laughs> I'm going to give this a two. A two over five. Oh wow. I was supposed to, I was supposed to I can't, I, no, I can't rate it as bad as Titans. Titans okay. t- because of Titans, I'm pushing the score up. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Miss Kamala, I would advise you. It, episodes one to ten is really good. I actually enjoy I'm, the last few episodes. We have been very down on it. Okay, but, but okay. I would, I would still recommend anybody to watch episode one to ten. Yeah, to one to ten, oh. and then you might as well finish it because I think we've only got one episode left. Is that correct? Yeah, to do this season. Just one more. Just one more. Uh, yeah, you, I, season two. Are you guys? You're not sure about that, are you? I've, it's been oh. renewed already. Oh, it has. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'll watch it. Right now for Star Girl, <laughs> and uh, I think Red, you've seen this. No. no. no, no, no. <laughs> who was the person who saw Star Girl? I thought there was somebody else who watched Star Girl with me. I only well, watched. Yeah, it. I've seen it. Okay, Miss <laughs> uh, Cabella, you've watched it. Only one episode. Oh, did you watch one episode of this season or the first season? The first season. Okay, what did you think about that? Let's start with that, actually. What did you think about that, generally? 
The reason why I drifted off, I'm sorry, but they always seem to have the generic um, super girl, blonde hair, blue eye girl. <laughs> that was the thing. I want to see more diversity. I want to see a little girl date <laughs> too. That's the only thing that I just thought, oh, it's just probably the same. That's why I didn't really watch okay. it. Ever. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I have to say that I, I would have to de-recommend the show to you though, then. Uh, really? Okay, yeah. Because uh, even though the first season was a lot of fun, I had a consistent <laughs> problem with it. Dakwa never agreed with me, but I am very sure of myself. I, I knew this um, was coming. <laughs> yeah. the, the, this show, is it's a Jeff Jones show and it's very Jeff Jones. Okay. Right? And we all know how he feels about that sort of thing. And you, um, this is before the whole Zack Snyder thing came out. Okay. Um, and thinking back, looking at this show, you can be like, yeah, I can, I can see the invisible hand. It's trying its best to be very sort of quote unquote, small town Americana going into like a weird sort of amalgam with like the, the late fifties and modern day. Mm. Um, and so it has a lot of that sort of like white picket fence, wishful thinking so you have this sort of um weird idealized america where it's just like you know it's very much in that vein yeah. and you have some some in my opinion some sprinkled diversity here and there yeah. um but at the end of the day there's one opportunity they have with one black character that they've put in there but they gave her a character that's supposed to be smart and they take away the need to be smart from her. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's so bizarre that they do it. It has, it makes no sense in the story, mm. right? For them to do what they did, it, 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 that it's so jarring and it comes back to you every single episode. And it's just, it's super annoying. Now, one thing I will say is that the first episode of the new season seems mm -hmm. to have comp seems to have realized that and has made a very key change that seems to have re reversed that problem um but yeah um the first season if you're sensitive to that sort of thing if you see a lot of these problems with diversity in superhero shows um, yeah. it's going to leap out to you in the first season oh, okay uh, especially since it isn't old enough for you to excuse it for making those mistakes absolutely absolutely yeah so i mean I said, give it a try. I mean, I enjoyed the first season. I had a blast with it. I mean, I did, I did not bump up against the issue while he did, but while he clearly did bump up against that issue. And mm. we had, we had very many debates about that <laughs> last <laughs> season. Uh, and it's funny that he said this season that addressed it. I actually found that character more annoying this season in this episode than I did last season. And I saw, I thought what well, was going to be even more down on her, but it seems to be more up on her. But you know, mm. Yeah, I, I like the so I like the way she's portrayed now because now she's no longer her intelligence is actually part of the story now. But this was always my problem. She's supposed to be the smart one, but she was never smart. She never thought of anything. In fact, the, the dumb person in the team was correcting her, was doing things right for her. Anytime she was supposed to do something, she'd fail. Mm -hmm. Um and she everyone else had some sort of superpower because they were sort of quote unquote descendants of ancient superheroes and they were all versions of those superheroes yeah the person she was a version of was a super genius who made a helmet to assist him that had like a, a computer system in it and what she did was she just kind of found the helmet 
And because she wanted to be with the cool kids, she would just kind of wear the helmet and ask it questions. Right. So she, the fact that she was smart made no difference. It was just, she was just a person to wear the helmet. Um, Yeah. And that seems to have changed now. Right. They've, they've changed things um, in an interesting way. I like the fact that, okay, now her intelligence is actually coming into the story. And not only that, she's actually had to reprogram the helmet herself, which makes a difference. That's good. So so how did you find this first uh, episode overall, Wally? compared to last season? Well, I thought it was quiet. Uh, I thought, I thought, so the first season was really, really good and it tried its best. You could tell it was trying its best with every single episode. So this one seems to be like, oh, we've got them, right? So it's, it's moving really slowly, right? I think the only scene that really grabbed me was that (laughs) really cool scene in the garage where, um, what's his name? Um, I forgot his name. Uh, Yeah, where Pat Pat makes the typical dumb Pat mistake of just kind of leaving someone to find his secret lair. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then when he walks in, the guy is like a robot. (laughs) There comes a time in a man's life when he's just gonna make himself a robot, and <laughs> it was—I I watched it, and it was this perfect blend of like complete absurdity and uh, a whole bunch of what the hell questions. Uh, that I don't know. It, it just—it just sort of—it uh, gave me some, a laugh out loud moment, and I enjoyed it. I also like the fact that it seems like there's going to be a running gag that he's going to be working on the robot for him and just randomly is going to be okay with doing it <laughs> with no further explanation given, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. I think compared to last season, and when I say compared to last season, uh, just for anybody who's not watched last season, last season opened with a bang. And when I say literally, the, the first episode of last season was a massive fight with the OJSA against the Injustice Society and where all of them got killed off. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a massive yeah. bang. And the whole season also generally was quite fast-paced and lots, lots of action. This was a quiet episode compared to any of that. So it was kind of a change of pace. It kind of I was actually wanting the action. For, I thought, okay, they started you know, a bit slower. So to me at the moment, it's almost like, okay, fine. It's just an opener. Nothing really much happened. Kind of reminded of, you know, when an episode kind of reminds you where you left it last season, just, you know, kind of, and I think that's what they did generally in this season. One thing I'm a bit disappointed in so far is they've made references to a character called Jakim. Now, Jakim in the comics is a, he, he becomes, he, he there's, there's a, oh, what's that, what's, what's his name again in the comics? He, he, there's a, a, super, a, super, a genie, like a superpowered being that you, mm. you, that you can control by saying this magic word. And the character Jakim gets it. So they've mentioned, we know that... Jakim um, Thunder, right? Yeah, Jakim Thunder, that's right. We mm. we know that his brother has a friend called Jakim, which we've heard the reference by name. We've not seen him. We know the, the pen with that, with that genie is in the brother's bedroom. And please, just bring, let's have Jakim already, you know. And I said, why are you delaying bringing... And Jakim is a person of colour obviously, you know, by his name. And I wanted him to come in. And if anything, that's the one issue I had with, in terms of diversity that was right there. They could have played into the first season. They didn't play into it. Mm. 
And I'm hoping they don't, that this season we get to meet him. But apart from that, I thought it, I thought it was a quiet opening. And I think I get agree with Wally. It's a quiet opening. Not bad, but nothing really to get your blood raised, you know, racing like the, uh, like last season. So, I mean, well, go on. Dako, just to mention, he has yeah. been casted for the second season, though. Oh. That came to under, yeah. Thank there's you. A, there's okay. a, someone playing him in the second season, yeah. Ah, excellent. So that means we will definitely be seeing him then. Good, 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 good. Oh, good. I was looking forward to that. So, I mean, uh, let's quickly rate this one, um, Wally. For me, this was, again, nothing much happened. It was it was okay. I enjoyed it, but not much. I'm going to give it a, a three out of five for me on this one. Mm, uh, I, I think I'll give it, um, well, just because of the, the production values, the quality, mm-hmm. and the horror overtones. And I, I'm surprised we didn't mention that. It felt very, the beginning part felt very Stephen King-ish. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes, yeah, yes that was pretty yes, cool. Yes. You know, yeah, I, I can't, and of course, all the the music. So, Pinata Prak music for the whole series. She's been unbelievably good. Um, just elevates the show to something cinematic. Four of mm-hmm. five. Five, yeah. So, yeah, uh, and come on, it's funny you, you mentioned the whole how whitey she is. It is. I mean, Courtney, you don't get any, you don't get any more whiter than Courtney Whitmore. As a character, you literally, you literally don't. <laughs> exactly, the name is literally white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Wow, and that was that was a lot more, more white. Yeah, yeah, it's white more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and why you said it, it's picket first level. It, it's really like Heartland America type character. Yeah. Right now, whew, that was a lot of TV shows. Not a lot positive from us overall. I mean, some got some force, but there was a lot of hate all coming from one corner actually today. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You guys have very low standards of quality here. <laughs> Dude, you're a DC fan. You, you can't can, even can, talk. Can you believe, can you believe that? <laughs> you Marvel. I'm just so confused and, and shocked. Like, come on. Uh, you know, he, yeah, they make terrible TV and movies. Like that's why. See, see the kind of things they are releasing up oh and down. God. <laughs> right <laughs> now, we're going to talk about. So last week, everybody, we said that we're going to read a comic, a classic comic from from Marvel today. And uh, it's dead. It's a dead. The dead ever run called Born Again. So this was by Frank Miller, and I don't want to pronounce his artist's surname, David. My, my some Italian. Nobody's go- nobody's going to help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think it's Mashuchini, and I'm so, so please guys correct me if I'm wrong. Now this is this is from the mid '80s. This this book, and this is what Frank Miller was working on before he was tapped to come and write Dark Knight Returns. Did anybody have a chance to read this book? Uh, Miss Kamala, actually, let me ask you a question. Have you read? Have you have you read Born Again recently I, or in the past? Was this the part when? Um, sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. When Daredevil um, uh, wakes up from from that massive fight he had with Fisk, and then he's in this um, recovery. Yeah. The Nun is that the one? That's the one. That is yeah. exactly yeah. yeah. That's exactly the book. Yes. Uh, so okay, cool. So you've read it. A- anybody else who's not read this book actually? Today, have you read it? I have actually. Yeah. Okay, right. Since you're the number one hater on this podcast, I'll let you go first <laughs> today. What did, what, what did you think about this? 
Okay, so I'll divide my review into two parts. The first part of the book, I absolutely loved from the beginning to where Ms. Kamala mentioned, where he's recovering to wow. that bit. I love the entire sequence of events. Me, Fisk discovering his identity and then going about taking his life out piece by piece is so well done. Amazing. It's like very amazing. Mm-hmm. That, that entire sequence of events where it's always losing, he's asking, he's taking every part of his life out from his bank account to his to his job to his blowing up his house and all that. I think it was just like the first two issues, and that it was like you could feel you could feel the loss. You could feel this person is actually losing. You could see the stakes of that loss in him and how it affected their devil. The fact that he was even running mad and blaming his fr- trying to blame his friends, then correcting himself. Like it was so well done. I love that bit. And then you have Ben Yorich actually narrating in the side in the background and all that. Yes. Where Ben mm-hmm. Yorich is trying to figure things out. It's well done. But here is here is a thing that makes the book feel dated. It's the Karen Page storyline. Okay. You can yeah, it makes the story feel dated because she's just useless, utterly useless in the story. She kicks <laughs> the story off. And then our entire act is just to be a useless damsel that things just happen to up until she meets Daredevil later in the book. So it's just annoying to read those kind of characters again, knowing how far we've come and knowing the kind of Karen page we've seen in the Daredevil series. Yeah. So going back to this kind of blank state, very irritating character. Yeah, it's a, that like it, one of the few negatives for me. Yeah, she is kind yeah. of useless. In the comic book, compared to the the, so, the... so can I disagree with Tunde here? You can't, you can't call you can't call it a negative. It was written in 1987, and that's what I'm saying. It makes it feel dated. That 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 makes the book feel dated because right. Can this I, was I have, also, okay, yeah. I make another point. Before this book, Carpet was awesome in the comic, but they they, 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 was they also, she was awesome before. And then oh, okay. they, they basically pro- they, they, we had to uh, watch her spiral down into drugs into so she started off, so like yeah. what you saw in the in the in the in the Dead TV show is how she was in the comics. And even in the TV Dead TV show, they kind of hinted at her, her eventual downfall oh, in the yeah. for those who could spot it. So she started off as a strong character. Obviously mm. where, we, where we pick up in this in, in this run. She's already, mm-hmm. you know, got off the rails. You know, she's she's basically turned into a, a druggie, um, yeah, a prostitute. You know, whatever you want to. You know, she's really at the end of any kind of tether. So it, it, it's not like, that's not how she started. So I'm trying to point out that in in the comics, she was she wasn't always like this. She mm. became like this for this arc. She hit, she hit rock bottom. Yeah, it was and it was Frank Miller, I think, also who plotted this whole downfall of her to make the story long. Yeah. To, the, okay. to the carry on. Yeah. Yeah. The last positive part I'll mention for this story is the policeman. That bit, the policeman that sacrificed their devil because of his son and then oh, have his son yeah, 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 okay. die. Yeah. And have his son die and then him later losing his life. I think that was like a very touching human story in the midst of everything because he could, like, he communicated the emotions well. Like, this was a father who, a father would literally do anything to mm-hmm. keep his child alive. And if you could see the way the guilt was hitting at him and him still going through with it and then losing his son, it was actually, it was a bit touching for me. But okay. 
from where Daredevil recovers and starts coming back, and it becomes very cartoony. Like, we have a lot of comic book characters just jumping around, doing all sorts of things, up until the end where we even have Iron Man, Captain America, and the rest just coming in. I think it loses the intensity of the first mm. half of the story. It mm. becomes now a generic comic book story where Daredevil is fighting the bad guys, and that's just mm. it. Okay. Miss Kay, you've read the comic. What do you think of it? I've only read like the um half the, the first part of it. Um, do you know what? I couldn't help by co- uh, comparing it from what I've seen on the Netflix series and and yeah. the thing. And the first part when he when Fisk went in, it hits you psychologically and it probably makes you feel like, oh my god, he's lost his house, his money. And everything like, and then when he takes it out on his friend, we're like, I'm like, no, you know what? Like, I was like, like, come on! And it just the way they go in, like comic books, like the movies do not do, and the TV stuff do not do justice on the actual comic books. That's the only yeah. thing because read it, you're like, oh, that hit hard, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it's also helped by the way the comic books r- narrate a lot of the story. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, so they show you stuff, and then there's someone narrating it, and you can't get that in a. In a you it's, can it's, never. It, yeah. It's hard. I mean, I, I looked at the, the, the. To me, the secret that hit me the hardest is Ben Rich more than anybody else. Yeah. Especially when the, there was a scene where he was on the phone listening while yeah, they were killing oh somebody, mm. and they were telling him. Listen, listen well, because this would be you if you don't. And his reaction in the office, and Jonah Jameson is shouting at him. He he's in shock, and and I just that scene, the way it was narrated, I just loved it. But how do you film that? How do you get that on film? You know that impact. I remember when I when I read the bit where Jameson um, sort of slagged him off for for chickening out. Yeah. Mm. At first, it looked because it, it was sort of framed like the generic thing where you come to your boss and you tell them you want to do something and they mm. reject it. Um, but then you read it and you find that that's actually the opposite that's happening, which is that, yes, I have dirt on this guy, but I refuse to, to report to on it. Exactly. Um, and that just made it so cool. Um, the scene where he was listening to um, the police, the lieutenant's death on the phone. Yeah you had all the sort of like um, uh, background banter that was going on around him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was sort of the continuation of the discussion with Jameson. Plus you didn't realize who around was working for Kingpin. Yeah. It, it was okay. So first of all, it was the janitor who was like, yeah, good boy, you know? And then later on you're wondering, okay, can he just, can he say anything he wants to say? Who out of these two guys that's standing beside him is actually working for Kingpin? Mm. So I thought they did that really well. Uh, one thing I really love about the story is how they made it, um, the fact that Kingpin was so ubiquitous and the fact that Matt Murdock has to depend on banks, has to depend on insurance companies, yeah. legal system, and Kingpin has access to all these things. It was a way of just showing us what real power actually was. Yeah. Okay, so you can punch some people in the night. Well, so what? Mm-hmm. You know, this is what real power is. You know, that there's only one problem I have 
with this comic. So apart from the things that Tunde has said, Tunde is very good at finding bad things and things. So yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the random rubbish that happened at the end with Captain America and the super soldiers, I don't see that as part of the story. To me, the story kind of ends in 231. I think the, the other stuff with the like nuke American, Captain yeah. Liberty, whatever, all that was just added on rubbish to me. Um, but the thing that I really don't like about it is what I've always said when I complain about Superman and why they can't write a proper Superman story. Oh. With this book, they wrote a story where Kingpin learns this guy's secret identity and then does what Kingpin would do. Mm-hmm. And then what? Kingpin still knows his secret identity. He's mm-hmm. still alive. Even though we get to the end of the story and he saves the girl and everyone's smiling, I'm like... The story's not over. What happens next? You've just shown us what Kingpin can do. He can have this guy killed in his sleep. The only reason he didn't want to kill him in his sleep was because he wanted to put him through hell and probably recruit him at the end. The fact that he ended up having to actually kill him or attempt to kill him was because Matt Murdock figured out that he was behind everything and came to have fisticuffs with him. Right. Mm. That's the only reason why Fisk had to try to kill him. Otherwise, the plan was to just wear him down. Yeah, yeah, break him. Break him completely, then come and pick him up and be like, now you're one of my stooges. Mm. You know, that that was what that was what was going to happen. And so now he tried to kill you. You came back, you saved your girlfriend. Yay. What next? Right? Kingpin still knows your, your secret identity. And I wager what happens next in the comic is that Kingpin just continues to act as though he doesn't know his secret identity, um, even though they might not change that plot point. It's, it's no, one no, of no. those things. It's, it's, it's a continuing thing. He, he knows, Kingpin always knows he's... Yeah, so, so why not just have him killed, right? I mean, it doesn't, now it doesn't make sense. It's like why I keep saying that's why they can't do the proper Superman story where he does everything he can do to save the world and he ends world hunger and all that because then the comics can't continue, right? Yeah, yeah. and and I, I, that's the biggest thing here. It's two, to me, there's two issues with this book. What Wally just said, the, the logical conclusion of, of, course. of his saying, you know what, sort all this psychological bullshit, I'm going to keep on trying to get you killed. I mean, he does actually try to get him killed, but, you know, comic being comics, he, you know, he says, but also that bit with all the Avengers, I, I, I'm almost sure they, 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 they turned around to Frank Williams and hanging me. You can't have somebody in New York running around with bullets shooting everybody and not have Spider-Man turn up or have, because obviously it's New York. They will have to turn up. So, you know, in the end, that's why I was not surprised, even when I was reading back in the day when it happened, that, okay, this is Marvel. I mean, I was a bit surprised that people like Thor turned up, if I'm being honest, but I was expecting somebody like Spider-Man to turn up, you know, or, or even the Punisher, or, you know, characters like that. Who, exactly. who, who, I, I, thought, I thought it was problematic to actually yeah. put a super soldier in the story yeah. at all. I thought that elevated the stakes, and it, it sidelined Daredevil, because now we had Captain America beating up the, 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 whatever, yeah, the main guy. beating up Nuke, you know, and Daredevil was sidelined. It, 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 was, it was a mistake to me. Uh, Red, thank you. Red, just give me the correct pronunciation for the artist. His surname is called Matsucelli. Matsucelli. Yeah, Matsucelli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you for that. Great art as well, Great. which kind of complements the story a lot in, in my view. Red, did you... I'm not writing recently. 
Okay, well, so, but you, have you got any memories from when you read it first time round? No. So, is this the one that we met my pawn? <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. This, so, this, this is where I met my pawn, right? You, you claim the pawn. It he was, he was actually called, um, oh, God. Nuke. It's no, called Nuke. Nuke. Yeah. But, but he uses the pawn. He, he, he used the pawn in his guns. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. He was shades of uh, Kilgore there from yeah. uh, Apocalypse Now. He, he, also he, kind of, yep. It was also kind of funny. He reminded me of Duke Nukem in a way. Yeah. That was uh, that was also kind of hilarious. Um, yeah, I'll say one other thing too. Um, Tunde, that other thing you mentioned about Karen, I really hated that. I hated the fact that she was just a, a junkie from beginning to end. It was... It, this was Frank Miller. We know, now we know about Frank Miller, right? So we know where his head is at, you know, so we understand why he would do that. But, oh, man, that was so terrible. Uh, and it was almost as though it was written so that we would, so that the writer would, the reader would begin to hate her. I mean, we have yeah. the scene where she yep. breaks a verse on Foggy's head. Like, why? <laughs> why did you have to do that? Like, you could have just left. Nobody was stopping you. Yeah. And then there was the bit where, I mean, she finds out that Daredevil is being hunted. Mm-hmm. But when she has the internal monologue that's leading her to return, she's not concerned for him. She's concerned for herself. Right? Yeah. She, she doesn't care about the fact that he's going to die. She wants him to save her from dying. And as far as yeah. she's concerned, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, which I thought, oh no, the, this is, you shouldn't do this. Like, you can't, thank God this comic was written like 20 years ago. You can't. Right. Sorry, but is it, okay, can, can, I, can I ask a question here? Well, you guys don't think bad people exist. Yeah, but not a beloved character who's the girlfriend <laughs> of the main character of the book. Right. So okay. Right? So so, so the, make a okay. random character right. okay. make her a selfish. So the issue here is because yeah. you've you've gone to like her before. Yeah. You don't want to believe that, that she yeah, she becomes that. So that, that but yeah. she's yes. the but that was she's like yeah. the third she's like the third viewpoint of this story. We have Daredevil, we yeah. have yeah. Ben Yorit out there, we have Karen. The and other two, they are they having progressive storylines. They are actually acting on stuff in the story. She yeah. she's just useless and getting uh, talking rubbish all through and, and just mm-hmm. getting saved. And, and, like and, it's, and, and people are our storyline our storyline is pointless yeah. to the what is happening. You can take it out completely. Just at that beginning scene and what everything that happens True. next is just it's just filler to make us hate her. And it, ex- it just exists for not, no reason at you all. You know what, Tunde? It's not just pointless. Basically, this is the story. The yeah. story starts with her causing all the problem. Yeah, exactly. Just because she needs a fix. a fix, right? And there was a sequence, which is a horrible sequence, but I thought it was beautifully written, where mm. um, the, 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 her Mexican... Um, <laughs> the pimp, pimp or Paolo Scorsese. I, I don't know why he would give a Mexican <laughs> criminal Scorsese as a surname, but I don't know. I mean, uh, okay, I, w- I, would go, I would go to the full extent of that, but yeah, I guess this is like retroactive uh, mm. revenge by Marvel. Uh, although it, he had a weird skin color. I mean, what the hell? He, ha- he looked like he was gray colored. It was so weird. Anyway, when he's about to kill her at the end, she's about to be shot by him or by the other crooks. All she can think of is just getting that one last fix. Yeah. <laughs> she's, a ju- she's a junkie, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. it was the writer trying to say like she is so far gone. This is what has happened. And then you know what? Matt, quote unquote, forgives her and then quote unquote, nurses her back to her old self using his superpowers in one panel 
Yeah. And then the next time we see her, she's no longer drawn like um, um, a junkie. She's drawn like a typical comic book blonde. I, 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 I think Frank Miller was trying to say something very derogatory about female characters with her. Um, I don't think exactly. she there for no reason. Because, and that thing again, you, you mentioned that scene and it reminded me of Dear Devil's Recovery scene. We have an entire issue of him and his mom, apparently, where yeah. we see we see him go through the depths of pain and how he's recovering back to himself. It wasn't as if his own was just instantaneous. There's a whole pan, there's a whole issue where he's struggling with faith, struggling with his backstory and all that, and the nurse, the nun is nursing him back to health. That happens for him. But for Karen, it's, we have a we have a whole junkie like she's falling to the depths that I recover with because she finds a boyfriend. Like, come on, please. I, I know mean, they, they made it like oh, like a damsel distress back then because that was what they expected women to be. But imagine this comic being released nowadays. The amount of hate that feminists. Oh would my get. god, it would be cancelled. Yeah, it would even hit. Yeah, but see, but. I, I I I really do not like that because you get bad people, men or women. There are there are people like that yeah, in, the, in, in the real world. You do, but so, points so of view characters. So are you, so, yes. Points of view characters are so, important. What, so they're, they're important because they say they use. So, so, so okay, put it this way: we can have a point of character of a serial killer, but we can't have a point of character of somebody who's just a junkie. Because so, we can't have it. So, so if, 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 if you if, have a story that's about yes. a serial killer, right? Yes. And you have a serial killer character in the story. Yes. And you decide that, okay, I'm going to make this serial killer a black guy yep. and I'm going to make him only kidnap and rape white women throughout the story, right? If you do that, right, you, you're, you're not doing something that's impossible. It could happen in real life. It's realistic, right? But you're sending a very clear it's, message it's with your choices. Matter. Exactly. Right. So, so, so in okay. this case, that's what's happening. No, and happening here is, it would be, is, is okay. a female junkie. She's just a simple, she's a female junkie. It wouldn't be on that. It wouldn't yes. be on that. The yes. narrative itself is my own problem. Yes, she's a female junkie. Yes, yes, she does deplorable things all through. But our entire arc is truncated and it, it doesn't come to a good realization at the end. That she's a I agree junkie. With. Yes. Yes. That she's I a agree. junkie up to a point and then she's instantly saved. Like, what's the point of her being a junkie? Like, what's the point of her, that downfall, yes. that downward spiral? And, and that's where today, I have an issue. That bit I agree with. It's, the almost redemption bit is what I did. I actually wanted her to be bad, literally towards the end and die. One panel, <laughs> like one panel. So it's just that, like, yeah. oh, I, I, I told him everything I did, and he said, "Don't worry about it." And then he used his powers and nursed me back to health. The end. <laughs> it's not really. Yeah. Okay. So, anybody want to say anything else before, or should we go straight into rating this book? Any extra note? All right, Miss um, Kabala. Yeah. Well, if, if you're going to add a five, I know oh, you have, yeah. Because the way it's written, and I actually enjoyed it, I'll rate, rate it a four. Four. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Today, I'll give it a four. I'm just going to ignore like all the parts <laughs> after a particular point of after a particular point in the story. I'm going to ignore the rest happened and just focus on that part. I'll give it a four for that story. Okay. Uh, Red. Going strictly from memory, 3.5. Okay. And Wally? I really enjoyed the writing. Um, yeah. It, it's it's great. Um, and I was so happy that I didn't have to be assaulted by awful um, 
what's his name? Um, Frank Miller artwork. Oh, okay. Because usually you have to deal with a terrible Frank Miller artwork when you have that writing. So it was like, this is what it's like to read a Frank Miller comic that's well illustrated. <clears throat> if you guys remember, I'm one of the few people who likes All-Star Batman, the comic book. Yep. Yeah. That's because it's just like that. It's Frank Miller's writing and good artwork. So um, regardless of my misgivings with the whole Karen subplot and the whole nuke issue, um, I'll give this a four. Um, it would have gotten a five if Nuke was not in it. Um, and if it didn't end, if it, if it didn't feel like um, it shouldn't, it, it didn't end properly. Uh, because the, the only yeah. way it could end would be with Kingpin's either death or apparent death. Yeah. You know, otherwise, yeah. the question yeah. is why wouldn't he keep coming back? You know? Yeah. Um, so that's what's. That's what holds it back from greatness. But because I can see how the business of comic books would interfere and would cause that, that's no problem for me. Um, and then, of course, there's the whole problematic nature of what was done with Karen. But we all know that this is Frank Miller. Frank Miller is the, the guy that writes that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and compared to something like Holy Terror, this is uh, essentially really tame compared to that. So, yeah, I'll give it a four. For me, it's a, it's a four as well. Um, to be honest, what, before I read it, if you told me to score it before I read it, I was going to score it like 4.5. But on rereading, I did see some of the issues, especially the fact that I could say, okay, this, 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 this was an actual run in, 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 the, in the series. It wasn't like, oh, I'm writing a graphic novel that stands by itself. It was part of his, you know, monthly day of the comic. And you could see some of the issues were, all right, okay, you need to wrap this up now. You need to... <laughs> Tuck things in, so that's why I I will now give it a four or five. I re, I really I still really enjoyed it, and it reminds. So what, one thing I, I realize is in the Netflix Marvel TV series, I just realized mm-hmm. that they just picked bits from this and scattered it throughout the whole series. In, in, they did, yeah. Because Nuke wasn't even in Daredevil, but was in Jessica. Mm-hmm. Jessica yeah. Jones? yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, and I thought, oh, okay, you know, they scattered a bit about. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it as a... And I now wish that Netflix was ca- carrying on with the whole Karen Pace story and see if they w- if they would also go there. Though I doubt <laughs> they it. W- they won't. <laughs> not in this day and age. One question before I stop this off. And not, you know when Kingpin beat up Daredevil? Yeah. Has anybody read a story where it's almost like, it's almost like a reverse version of this where Spider-Man beat up Kingpin? Yep. Do, 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 does anybody remember that storyline? It, 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 I it, don't. Ah, right. We're not reading that because that story that storyline comes after this storyline. Way yeah. after. That's recent. No, really. Yeah. Recent. Well, it's well. I say recent. It's still about it, even the Spider-Man story is about ten years ago now, if not mm. longer. Mm. But now that I'm reading this, and I've only I've read that Spider-Man recently. It's there's a clear parallel between how badly. Daredevil beat, uh, Kingpin beat up Daredevil and then the, in that story Spider-Man does the reverse or he, he, he beats the living daylights out of and it's almost the same story because the, um, Kingpin went to hurt Peter Parker's family basically Kingpin shot Aunt May yeah and and, he, and, he, and Spider-Man went in there and he was not messing about it, it, you know Spider-Man's always one joking around uh, and never lo- using his full power Oh man, you, you, you want to read that story? It's quite, it's, it's quite a, a very good story 
in that line. But anyway, I digress. So we've come to the end of another very long podcast. Yeah, this Miss Kamala, this was extra long. <laughs> yes. We, we had quite a lot to talk about. I have to thank you for coming on the show. Well, I, had, I, had a, I had a few questions for you. Go, fire away, Red. Uh, if you still have time. Um, your cosplaying, how do you how do you um do you do ready-made designs or do you sew your 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 costume yourself? My secret is glue gun. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you make you make them all by yourself. I oh, wow! To, I try to. If it's like at the moment, I've obviously I've got. I'm a mother of three, so I have to try and see if I can do my cosplay on a budget because I feel so guilty every time I spend a lot of money on myself. So <laughs> it tends to what I tend to do. I that, look that, on that, guilt, that guilt. That guilt will fade away soon. Don't worry. About it. I hope so. I hope so because I'm. <laughs> I, I've got a costume in mind for the next Comic Con, so. I, I hope I can, you know, treat myself. Wait, but can we can we get an exclusive? Can we get an exclusive? Are you any any you want to hint us what this cosplay is going to be? It'll be Wakanda forever, definitely. Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Right, you, you, okay. Question, quick question. You, your husband, is he into yeah. nerd comic stuff? Oh yeah, definitely. All oh, right, okay. He's a nerd. Next time we should have both of us here. You see how he take the piss out of me. So yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Good, that's good to hear. Uh, so, so I, I, I take it that he's very supportive of your cosplaying. And oh, he is. He he pushes me to do it. Lately, I've taken a break off like a year and stuff, but I'm hoping to jump on board again soon. Okay, that's 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 great. That's great. Right, guys, it's been a long podcast. We ha- we didn't pick a comic for next week, Tunday. We haven't got anything to read to tell our listeners to read for next week. That's actually true. Must, must it be Marvel or DC? No, it doesn't have to be. Red, have you got anything else? I'll think of something. Everything okay. I have. Okay, what we'll do, we'll we put, we put it on our, our social medias, guys. We'll, we'll have an agreement and then we'll publish what we're going to be reading. So, okay. Okay. Right, so with that, we've come to the end of this podcast. And guys, just let's go around and say your goodbyes. Miss Kabbalah? I wish you guys a great evening. It's like, how, what, it's nearly uh, midnight here. But yeah. yeah, thank you guys for having me. Really, seriously, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's my very first podcast, guys. So hey, <laughs> I'll get to come back again. We're, we're definitely going to have you back <laughs> on. <laughs> okay, today. Yeah, it was great having you, Miss Kabbalah. And yeah, lovely podcast with you guys. This is better than Marvel every time. Kex, I will catch him next week. I will definitely catch Kex next week for making me watch Titans 1, 2, 3. No, we'll fight. <laughs> Red? Yeah, it was great having you here. Um, no podcast is complete without its um, dreamer. So, today, <laughs> um, keep dreaming. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Today's the dreamer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, DC better than Marvel. On what, on what universe? <laughs> Well, well, red it's a multiverse there must yeah, be one, multi- there must be one universe somewhere out there where that's true uh Wally? yeah thanks a lot for um uh, being with us miss kabbala um oh, hopefully okay. we'll see you again at some point sure okay Good. and to everyone else sayonara and from me it's a goodbye Niger.